Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. Oh, Bubba, it's so good to have you back as I look out on the parking lot. Partially covered with snow and ice, uh, but it's just about time, my man, to start playing some baseball. Hope for the field to be nice and clear by next week. All right, how's it going, fellas? Miss talking to you guys. It's good to have you on, my friend. King of the foul pole, Bubba Carpenter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I hear you. We're getting ready to get that started. Phil, I took a picture the other day from the Hunt uh, training facility right you know, on the right field line there, you can see the foul pole there on the pavilion where you can stand during the game. And I started to tweet it out, and I'm like, no, because we're we're going to get into that already. So let's mm-hmm. just let's just wait because it's going to happen. But uh, Phil and I got together a couple weeks ago, and it I mean, we just went at it the whole time. So uh, I love him to death, but we uh, we definitely butt heads on a lot of issues. So. Hope always springs eternal at this time of the year, but there is real reason for optimism for Arkansas baseball this season. What are some things that have you the most excited about this season? Where do you feel like the strengths are going to come? You know, I'm a, I'm an offensive guy. I love I love to see offense, and I tell you what, there's a lot of thump in this lineup, fellas. You know, you think about it, we hit 109 home runs last year, set a new record, and we've got a chance to hit more this year. Hmm. I mean, this team, this team is ridiculously talented and there's going to be guys sitting on the bench that could start for most other teams. I mean, that's how good, that's how good the talent pool is here right now. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for, for people that like watching guys swing the bat. It's, it's going to be a fun year. Uh, I think, I think the key is, can we come up can we, can we stop the other team from scoring enough runs? Cause we're, we're going to have to outscore some people. I think, uh, I think the thing that worries me is, is you know, getting. We don't want to get into a lot of ten nine games, nine eight, uh, those kind of games. That's that's what we really don't want to get into. But I tell you what, we're definitely going to score a lot of runs. Win a lot of ten five games. Look, you're not asking for the pitching staff to have an ERA of three or four, you know, and just to shut down opponents. But you know, if you can hold them to four or five runs, you're going to win a lot of games. I mean, Friday nights could be tough, you know, because you're going up against aces, and you're probably not going to score eight or nine runs on Friday nights. But you know, this is a team that can score four runs against an ace, and you know, that's going to be the key. Can you hold the other team less than four on a Friday night? And I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a money ball guy. So if you look at it, we don't have to replace. I look at it, we're never going to replace Kevin Copps with one guy. There's never going to be another Kevin Copps. But we can piece three guys together to come close to what Kevin did. You know, Connor Nolan's look great. If he ends up being our Friday night guy, he has added a cutter in there. And it's a great pitch. I mean, the, the guys that have faced him said it's Copps-like. Um so it's, they said it's really a dirty pitch. And so you get Connor Nolan out there. His best pitch is his two-seam fastball. His second best pitch is his cut fastball right now. And if, if you've ever faced a guy that's a two-seam cutter guy, it's hard because he can throw that pitch, both pitches, right down the middle. One's going to run away from you. One's going to cut into you if you're a left-handed batter. So as a variety, it's just the opposite. That two-seamer's going to run in. That cutter's going to cut away from you. 
So you almost have to split the plate in half. So right off the bat, if he's got that combination going, not to mention he's got a good slider, um, and he can ride the fastball at the top of the zone. They, they say Connor Nolan's a different pitcher this year. So does he have Friday night stuff? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But, boy, with adding that cutter to his, his, uh, his uh, pitch repertoire is going to really help him. So without Paulette, which is you know the obvious part of this conversation, talking about Nolan, but uh, what's the rest of the rotation look like, you think, for Saturday, Sunday? You know, Hagen Smith. I'm sure you guys have heard of Hagen. He's a, a freshman, left-hander, uh, kind of a not really three-quarter, just a lower arm slot. He's a mid-90s guy, low to mid-90s, with a just a filthy change-up. He's got a good slider. He's still trying to command his slider a little bit. But, you know, you know talking to, to Michael Turner, we were texting back and forth last night. Michael Turner is probably going to be the starting catcher this year. He's a grad student from Kent State. Um, just uh, he, he's going to be really good behind the dish. Um, but you know, catching, he's been catching Hagen, and he said, look, this guy, this guy could pitch in the big leagues right now. That's how good his stuff is. And as a freshman, you don't you don't say that about a lot of freshmen. He's got really good makeup on the mound, um, really advanced. He doesn't pitch like a freshman, doesn't act like a freshman, but he's got really good stuff. I see him probably being our Saturday guy. Um, and then going into the weekend, there's a whole bunch of possibilities going into that Sunday game. Uh, a lot of guys could step up. It's, it's one of those things where I think someone's really going to have to step up and do a job. You know, Mark Adamiak's a guy that, a lot of people are talking about that that's really made a huge step this year. It has as good a stuff as anyone on the staff. You know, he can run it up 97-98. He's got a big league slider. I mean, he's got he's got the pitches. It's just a matter of can he command it all and go out there on a Sunday or, or on a weekend and, and get it done. And so there's a, there's a lot of weapons that they can pick from. It's just these next – this weekend's going to be a, a, a big – you know, kind of a big test for the guys, kind of ironing out those last few spots in, in the rotation. And so we'll see what happens. It kind of sucks this snow hit when it did because I know they were really wanting three good weekends of scrimmage to let those guys go out there and battle for that those uh, starting spots. In the batting lineup, what do you expect to see as far as leadoff in the first few spots? Who's gonna Who's gonna handle cleanup? I mean, what's your expectation with the top of the order? You know, as balanced as this lineup is, guys, you could. You could go – there's so many different situations. There's a lot of middle-of-the-lineup guys in this lineup. I don't know if they're going to lead off. I've heard that they may lead off uh, Peyton Stovall. <laughs> he's a freshman this year, left-handed batter, but he's kind of like Hagen Smith on the mound at the, at the plate because he doesn't, he doesn't hit like a freshman. He's got an advanced approach at the plate, doesn't chase a lot of pitches. He's got power, though. They, uh, I'd heard he might be a middle-of-the-lineup guy, but, you know, Dave may hit him – he may lead him off. And if not, you've got Robert Moore who can kind of do both things. He could he could lead off. He could also hit in the middle of the lineup. So a lot of different options there. But then you got some veteran guys. You've got uh, Michael Turner, a big left-handed bat. Um, you know, you're losing Casey Opitz, but you know, offensively, you're gaining what you get from Michael Turner behind the plate. Um, I mean, just a left-handed bat, a pure hitter, can hit the off-field. Uh, there's a guy from OU, Jake Borfin. I don't know if y'all have heard much about him. Transfer from OU, just a pure left-handed bat, hit the off fields. He's another middle of the lineup guy. Caden Wallace, uh, probably penciled in as the number two hitter. Mm-hmm. So I tell you, this is a it's a lineup that there's no there's no easy there's no easy outs in this lineup. Up and down, you know, and and you got you got Braden Webb's probably going to hit down in the lineup who who led the team in probably every offensive category in the fall. 
And he started last year as a cleanup hitter. Yeah, he did. And so he's probably going to hit down in the lineup. Jalen Battles is probably going to be down in the lineup. Jalen's gotten better at the plate. You know, it kind of hurt him missing at bats this fall, being injured. But, man, there's just so much talent. There's uh, uh, Chris Lanzilli. Uh, he's a transfer from a Wake Forest, right-handed bat with a, bu- a bunch of power. He's kind of a corner outfield guy. You know, getting him in the lineup is going to be important, and it's going to be tough. I mean, and then there's some freshmen that can really swing it that are going to get some, some at-bats. And so I really think there's a really good mixture of right-handed bats, left-handed bats, and a little bit of power on both sides. And, and I do know they spent a lot of time this fall. One of the knocks against last year's team, they hit 109 home runs, but they also struck out a lot with runners in scoring position. I know Nate worked with them a lot on just improving their approach at the plate, uh, trying to cut down on strikeouts, swinging a few pitches out of the zone. And uh, so hopefully we'll see, a, we'll see a well-balanced team with a whole lot of power this, this season. Sounds good. I'm talking to Bubba Carpenter on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, brought to you by Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. I wanted to ask you about Wallace, and we've seen him play, you know, in the infield, in the outfield, a versatile guy, and obviously a bat that they're excited about as well. What uh, is your expectation for him defensively? Well, he's he's basically a third baseman, right? And so for him to do what he did last year, going into right field, he did a great job for us in right field last year. Uh, there was talk of him playing center field, and who knows, he might end up out there, but. It looks like right now they're going to put him back at third and, and most likely leave him at third base. And from what I've seen in the past of him playing third and a little bit last year, he's the real deal. He can pick it at third. He can make every play. He can make every throw. So it's uh, it, it's going to be uh, it, it's going to be we're we're not we're not missing much. Now Jacob Nesbitt last year was probably best defensive third baseman in the country. And uh, you know I, I don't I don't want to put Caden in that in that in that yet but right. he's really good at third base and then you know what you're getting with Caden offensively I mean sure. just a just a hitter he's hit since he was a little kid and um, I mean the guy just has a great approach at the play can hit the off fields and hit with power everything okay with Brady Slavens well what do you mean by okay you didn't uh, mention him <laughs> no he's uh you know probably starting out he's probably gonna be in right field um, the team's just so deep you know, that you rattled off all these names and you you forgot one. That's how deep yeah, they are. Yeah, my bad. I shouldn't have done that. You scared me. I was just really like, is, is he hurt or something? And we don't know about it. No, he was a little banged up, but I think he's going to be in good shape. Um, he's, they've worked a lot on his approach at the plate. Uh, there was a lot of swing and miss in him last year. You know, I know he swung at a lot of first pitches. Look, for me, when you step up to the plate, oh, oh, that's a huge pitch right there. I tell my kids, if you can't hit a double, don't swing. My knock against Brady last year is he swung in a lot of first pitches out of the zone and made first pitch out. When you're as good as Brady Slavin, you don't have to swing at that. Let that guy come to you. First two pitches are yours, third strikes for the team. But those first two strikes, get something you can drive. And uh, I I think we're going to see a different Brady Slavin at the plate, hopefully a little bit more patient. I know he's been drawing a lot more walks at the the plate in in the scrimmages, and so – yeah, the fact that I left him out, that was just that was just a mistake on my part. I'm not in midseason form yet, guys, but I do love Brady Slavens, and he is another middle-of-the-lineup guy. He'll hit somewhere in the middle of the lineup and probably play right field. I was a little surprised, uh, Bubba, and I don't remember where he got drafted, but the battles was coming back. I, I guess I expected him to go pro after last year. Um, and obviously that is part of a you know the best maybe middle infield in America, I would think. I don't know if there's a whole lot of debate about that, but um, – 
What's the ceiling for him? Like, what's your expectations? Is this a guy that ends up in the major leagues at shortstop or what? I mean, I was so impressed with the plays he made, especially defensively last year. It was a little hit and miss at the play, but I, I was so impressed with his defense last year. Well, when I saw him, the first time I saw him play, I, I thought, this is a major league shortstop. And I agree with you. I, the fact that he came back this year is just, there's a lot of stuff going on in the draft. I, I know that he was offered some money, turned it down. I think he really wanted to come back to Arkansas. I think he really enjoyed his time here. I think he loves working up the middle with Robert Moore. They're they're the best combination, like you said, in the nation. And I expect huge things from him this year. And I think I think sitting out during the fall and just watching, not being able to play, but watching everyone else play, gave him a new appreciation for the game. And uh, you know, like the EVH says all the time, and it, it it helps him slow the game down. If you're sitting next to them, watching the game from the bench, you, you can slow the game down a little bit. And so I think that's really going to help him as far as his plate approach. And at times last year, he was one of our best hitters at times. He was kind of hot and cold, but at, at times he came up with some big hits for us. And so I see him having a great year this year and going on and being a shortstop in the major league. How many players can you make an argument for that they're the best hitter on this team? Oh, my goodness. How much time do you have? <laughs> Hour and a half. I think, <laughs> hey, I tell you, Peyton Stovall's a freshman. Now, I've seen video of him, but when you talk to the scouts, you read the report, the guy can just rake, absolutely rake for a freshman. Probably a future first-round pick. He'll play first base for the Hogs this year. Probably next year move over to second, I would assume. But you've got him, Caden Wallace, Brady Slavins, Robert Moore, Jace Borfin can rake. He can hit the off-fields left-handed with some power. Um I mean, there's so many guys in there. Who, who did I just leave out? Michael Turner. Turner's another guy that's just – he can rake. I mean, the guy can hit. I mean, he, he's going to – he'll be a catcher in the big league. A left-handed bat, big body, handles pitchers well, steals a lot of strikes. Uh, guys like throwing to him. You know, I haven't mentioned Dylan Leach. Dylan's still going to get some playing time. He'll be – I would assume he's the backup catcher, and Michael's going to be the starter, but he's still going to get some at-bats too, but – and there's just so many guys mm-hmm. in the lineup. And then there's some, there's some guys on the bench. I'm not even mentioning Zach Gregory, who's just an on-base machine. I love Zach. Voted one of the team captains. Um, Zach's going to get a lot of playing time. And it's just, man, it's such a crowded field. You know, it's, it's hard to make this lineup. We haven't talked about Jackson Wiggins. and uh, You know, pure fastball, just a guy can throw BBs. What's he need uh, to be a starter, and do, do you see is he a starter this fall or this spring? You know, I'm I'm thinking possibly the Sunday spot. Now they have last year at the end of the year they were working on a slider, and then they transitioned that more to a breaking ball, like more of a yeah I don't want to call it a twelve six curveball, but a more of a power curve. Um, and I guess he's really taken to that pitch, and that's really helped him a lot. And so. You know, he's had some good innings this fall. He's had a few that were shaky. But I think adding a breaking ball, because if you look last year, he was basically fastball change. And you got to have more than that. And he, he really pitched the one side of the plate. And now adding that breaking ball in there, I think he can, can command to both sides of the plate. And so I think that's going to make him a different pitcher. And I, th- I think the Sunday spot could be his. I mean, I think it's going to come down to him, Mark Adomiak. Uh, a guy like that in that Sunday spot. But but who knows? Things can change this weekend. And that's the thing. Once I say it every year, DVH is the best and his staff at putting these pieces together. So what you see, you know, 
February 18th may not be what you see, mm-hmm. you know, June 18th. You just it's uh, it, it it changes, and he's so good at putting these pieces together, plugging guys in in the right spot, and making it work. Hey, is there some uh, high school pitcher up in Northwest Arkansas? Is it Bentonville, Springdale, somewhere up there that's like a first round pick, but he's also committed to the Razorbacks and just a, a stud? Do you know who I'm talking about? I saw a tweet and I, I didn't know this kid. Yeah, is it Cooper Dawson? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Cooper Dawson's a Harbor High kid, and uh, yeah, he's the real deal. He uh, he went out to a perfect game thing last year and hit 100 miles an hour from the outfield, um, outfield velocity, throwing it in, and that was a new record for perfect game. And uh, the kid works hard. Uh, you're probably not going to find a harder worker. I actually hit with him in our facility. Um, he's still he's an outfielder also, but I I project him out. He's probably going to end up as a as a PO. Uh, but the kid can rake at the plate too, so who knows? But yeah, he's a he's a mid nineties guy right now with a really good curveball and a and a and a changeup. It, it changeups his third best pitch, but it's still a good pitch. But he's got good stuff. So you know, we'll see what happens with him. And as far as the draft goes, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. They're getting away from your high school drafts now. I mean, they're really going more to your your college guys that are more developed. They can they can shoot up the ladder a little bit quicker, and so. But, hey, Cooper's the real deal, man. Plus, he's, a, he's just a great kid, comes from a great family, and so, but a, but a hard worker. Bubba, thank you for the time, my friend. Talk to you next week. We're getting ready for the opening matchup, and we will visit with you then. Thanks again to Johnston's Home Center as well. Sounds good, fellas. Good talking to you guys. Go right, on. See you, man. All right. Always fun having Bubba on. We'll get him off topic a little more often um, as the season wears on. It's always Bubba at his best. <laughs>